Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour. Bonjour. Mmm. I am so happy to join with you right now. Yes. (laughs) Let's do it. All right. Oh, let's begin with our hands on our heart and to open our mind, open our heart, open our awareness to the truth and realizations of the truth, revelations of the truth. Healing dynamics are happening right now. So we are grateful to join together to be the two or more gathered in the name and the nature of love for the holy purpose of recognizing and remembering and honoring our true identity, which is the very essence of the Christ. We are grateful and thankful for the perfection and the Christed nature that is being revealed even now. We are grateful to open ourselves to new insights and clear awareness, inspiration, divine direction. We welcome it all. We are sharing the benefits with all beings because we are united and in gratitude We let it be, and so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, I'm excited because um, there's a section that uh, it's just been coming up a lot lately, and it's one one of the lines, a couple of lines in the text that when I read it, it just lit me up. And I've shared it before, but not a lot. So we're going to get to that. We're looking in chapter 16, section three, the reward of teaching. And Jesus begins with, we've already learned that everyone teaches and teaches all the time. So you, I'm sure if you've been listening to this for a while, you've heard me say that we're always teaching the efficacy of our choices. Everyone's always observing us, whether they even consciously know it or not. They're observing us and they're observing the effectiveness of our choices. So they're seeing, oh, does what she choose make her happy or unhappy? Does what she choose feel loving or unloving? Is she in tune with the infinite? Is she running an ego game or pattern or belief system? What's going on? So we're always teaching the efficiency, the effectiveness, the efficacy of our choices. Because while the most wonderful and joyful way to learn or remember the truth is to have a direct 
insight, a revelation of truth, we often are learning through discernment and we're looking at the effects of what people are doing, what they're choosing, and how things feel. And so everyone's always teaching the benefits or lack of benefits of their choices or the negative benefits of their choices. And so everyone teaches all the time. This is what Jesus is telling us here. He says, you may have taught well, and yet you may not have learned how to accept the comfort of your teaching. Let's see what he means by that. He says, if you will consider what you have taught and how alien it is to what you thought you knew, you will be compelled to realize that your teacher came from beyond your thought system. So our teacher is the Holy Spirit. And, of course, Jesus is our teacher. Therefore, the Holy Spirit could look upon it fairly and perceive it was untrue. The thought system that we are thinking with. He must have done so from the basis of a very different thought system and one with nothing in common with yours. For certainly what the Holy Spirit has taught and what you have taught through the Holy Spirit have nothing in common with what you taught before the Holy Spirit came. And the results have been to bring peace where there was pain and suffering has disappeared to be replaced by joy. And so those of us who are doing this are experiencing that. We're experiencing what was painful and where there was suffering. Now there's peace and joy. And the more we walk this path and practice and release our attachments to the root causes of suffering, the more peace and the more joy we are teaching and sharing and exemplifying. He says, You may have taught freedom, but you have not learned how to be free. I said earlier, By their fruits ye shall know them, and they shall know themselves. For it is certain that you judge yourself according to your teaching. The ego's teaching produces immediate results because its decisions are immediately accepted as your choice. And this acceptance means that you are willing to judge yourself accordingly. Cause and effect are very clear in the ego's thought system because all your learning has been directed toward establishing the relationship between them, between cause and effect. And would you not have faith in what you have so diligently taught yourself to believe? Yet, remember how much care you have exerted in choosing its witnesses and in avoiding those which speak for the cause of truth and its effects. 
So we've taught freedom in so many ways. And many spiritual students, if you're anything like me, you have for years and years and years basically taught, do as I say, not as I do. I did that for years. Do as I say, not as I do. And then I made a really uh, deep commitment to living the peace, living the joy, living the wholeness, the harmony, the freedom, all the spiritual qualities, and to being honest in the way that Jesus talks about in the manual for teachers, that honesty is consistency. So I'm interested in being consistently loving, consistently dedicated, devoted, consistently kind, consistently caring. I I am not 100% yet, but I'm going for it. I'm going for 100%, which means when I'm not consistent, that is instantly my opportunity to practice consistency. I recognize, oh, I was inconsistent there. Oh, I could have been more loving. I could have been more patient. I could have been more kind. I could have been more generous of heart, of mind, of spirit. But I didn't make those choices. I regretfully made some other egotistical choices. So now that I recognize it, the moment that I recognize it, instead of berating myself for having made an egotistical choice, I smile and I say, now I can go the other way. Now I can be loving. Now I can be generous. Now I can be kind. And so it's not too late. It's not too late. And for me... I teach this all day long. I teach it to anyone who's around me. They're witnessing it. It's not hidden. I'm not pretending I'm more loving than I am or more thoughtful than I am. I am just doing my thing and everybody can see exactly how consistent, how authentic, how loving, how kind, how generous, how thoughtful, how patient I am. And or how unloving, how impatient, how unkind I am. My intention is strong, and part of that intention is simply to be honest, to be honest about it and not to pretend so that I can keep it real with a capital R. In this paragraph 2 of section 3 in chapter 16, the reward of teaching that I just read that begins with, you may have taught freedom, but you have not learned how to be free. And talking about, by their fruits ye shall know them, and they shall know themselves. In this section, the... Teaching is that the ego's teaching produces immediate results because its decisions are immediately accepted as your choice. And the acceptance of the ego's teaching means that we are willing to judge ourselves accordingly. So 
Recognizing this, one of the most helpful and healing things I've learned to do is when, and I've talked about this many, many, many times, when I recognize I've made an error, meaning I've been unloving, that is when I can course correct right in that moment. And that produces immediate effects. Being loving undoes the error. It really does. Being loving is the answer to the error. And so that's what I'm interested in. The ego's teaching produces immediate results because its decisions are immediately accepted as your choice. And this acceptance means that you are willing to judge yourself accordingly and we can instead make other decisions and I love that we do not have to judge ourselves we can go the other way so practicing with ourselves is generally considered to be much more difficult than practicing with other people. So I get to practice with myself every day because every day I recognize, oh, I could have been more patient. I could have been more loving. I could have been more kind. I could have been more attentive, whatever it is. And instead of judging myself for it, making a mental note. And what can I learn from this? What can I learn that I can share? And so that is my practice. And instantly I recognize, well, one thing I can learn from this is here's an opportunity to love. To love fully and completely. To love without conditions or reservations. And then I am aligned with Christ. I'm aligned with spirit. I'm aligned with my holiness. And everything that I need will be provided to me for this purpose because if my purpose is to be loving and to be with anybody in order to be loving there will find a way there there will be a way found by spirit or by me it will be presented in my awareness and I can follow that And I do not feel guilty because the Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences of my wrong decision. Mm. Yes. So we're diligently teaching ourselves how to work A Course of Miracles, how to truly live A Course of Miracles. And all we need is a little bit of motivation and we're on our way because there's no thing in the course about punishing ourselves. So if we're aligned with the course in earnest, we can truly give up any need to punish ourselves. And then we're teaching the Course in the most beautiful ways. Absolutely demonstrating it, living it, 
It's so helpful. One of the most helpful things we can do in terms of being truly helpful is to live in a way that clearly demonstrates nobody needs to be punished. Nobody needs to be punished. That instead of punishing anyone, we offer correction. We offer loving correction. I've talked about my dog, Bodhi, in relationship to punishment and correction. And uh, right now, as I record this, it's mid-August and uh, 2022. And so Bodhi is um, 16 months old, something like that, 17 months old, I guess. And um, I've had a lot of summer visitors Weeks and weeks of summer visitors. Wonderful. So nice to have summer visitors. So I'm happy to have company all year round. People love, obviously, to come to Vermont for skiing in the winter and for just enjoying the good life in the summertime, the beautiful, beautiful weather, the scenery here in the Green Mountains. It's lovely swimming in waterfalls and lakes and rivers and streams and things like that. And so... uh, yeah, I'm just thinking of all the wonderful things uh, I've done lately. So I've had lots of visitors who are meeting my dog Bodhi for the very first time. And over and over again, they comment, oh, what a good dog she is. She's so good. She's so well behaved. And of course, I see the things that she does that are not so well behaved. I'm saying, get in the car, Bodie, and she runs to the neighbor's house (laughs) because they have a dog over there and she wants to go see what's happening over there. Or I'm uh, just trying to put her on the leash and she sees a rabbit and she runs off or she's barking at deer or something else in the yard. Uh, She runs after the cows in the neighborhood. She wants to see the cows or the horses, things like that. Of course, I mean, what dog wouldn't run after these things? It's really, but most people see how she's well-behaved. She comes when I call. She doesn't jump on them and on and on. She's very respectful. She's very loving, etc. She's good on a leash, all these things. So anyway, uh, they comment again and again how good she is. And I tell them it's an opportunity for me to, quote, teach, end quote, to say, well, my whole strategy with Bodhi is to never punish her, but always to offer rewards for good behavior, and that's teaching her, and then correction on bad behavior. Nope, that's not what we're doing. Nope, that's not what we're doing. And she is very good with that. She's very good with that. Another thing that I do is I hold in my mind, she's a good girl. She is well-behaved. She is listening. She is, it's a a little strange word to use, but it's appropriate with a dog. She's obedient. I'm, I'm teaching her some tricks, jumping over things and... Different stuff like that, getting into some of those fun ways that we can play together. So, we're always teaching 
the efficacy of our choices. So it's a beautiful way for me to be able to share these teaching of A Course in Miracles with people and explain about how the Holy Spirit offers correction and never punishment. God offers uh, correction and never punishment. Sometimes we feel like the correction is punishment, but that's our perception. That's our projection. So, We are choosing to witness for love. And what what he is saying to us here about cause and effect, that, of course, you have faith in what you've so diligently taught yourself to believe. So if we have diligently taught ourselves to believe that we're not good enough, that something's wrong with us, that we're bad, We are going to have faith in that. We are definitely going to have faith in that, and we are going to want to teach it to others so that they agree and we get to be right. Enough already, right? Enough, enough, enough. We are putting that thought system, that belief system to, I want to say bed. Well, we're putting it on the shelf. Explored it, done with it. Thank you very much. Now we're interested in correction that's loving and kind where we remember to laugh. Yes, we remember to laugh. And one of the greatest gifts Bodhi has given me in her Precious and short life is every day I remember to laugh. Every day. She jumps in a mud puddle. Oh, I wasn't fast enough to keep her from going in it. Oh, she just wants to go in it. Of course she does. We'll get her clean later. Let her have her fun now. I remember to laugh. She makes me laugh so many ways that she she smiles at me. She literally smiles at me. I know many of you have dogs. Your dogs literally smile at you. I think it's learned behavior. They see us smiling at them, and they learn to smile back. She smiles at me. She knows when she's being cute and playful and adorable, and she smiles at me. Yeah, she's so funny. Yes, and she's especially funny with my cat. All right, so back to learning and teaching here. Uh, (laughs) So paragraph three, Jesus says, does not the fact that you have not learned what you have taught show you that you do not perceive the sonship as one? You've not learned what you've taught. Doesn't that show you you do not perceive the sonship as one? And does it not also show you that you do not regard yourself as one? For it is impossible to teach successfully wholly without conviction. It is equally impossible that conviction be outside of you. So this is one of the things that spiritual students do all the time. It's like the do as I say, not as I do. If we do not have total conviction, knowing that 
these truths are true, it's going to show up in our behavior. It's going to show up in what we do. And so that's what he's talking about here. If you act as though you're separate, as though you can attack others or yourself and not attack everyone, if that's how you're operating, then you are going to be teaching the opposite of what you've been telling people. And hey, I will own that I did that for years. Many spiritual students do it for years. So it's just another thing not to judge ourselves about and to remember to laugh about it, to remember to laugh about it. Think of all the religious teachings that have been taught in the name of Jesus that are the opposite of what Jesus has taught. So many, so many Christians have taught the opposite of what Jesus taught, and yet they are convinced that they are good Christians teaching the teachings of Jesus. The split is in their mind. It's time for me to take a break. And as I'm heading into that break, I'm going to invite you to go to jenniferhadley.com and to check out the offerings coming up. Right this week, we have the Create and Lead a Workshop that Makes a Difference. We're doing wonderful things. If you have an interest in teaching a workshop about anything at all, it could be about auto mechanics or gardening, We can help you with that. Teaching online is a wonderful thing to know about. I love it, obviously. All right. Don't go away. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Thanks for joining me. Again, my name is Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course in Miracles, and this week we're talking about the reward of teaching. So the reward of teaching is the help that we get remembering what's true. And everyone is teaching all of the time. It's beautiful. Speaking of teaching, I'd just like to share a little bit more about the Create and Lead workshops that make a difference that Karen Russo and myself are doing. Karen is one of my dearest friends. We've been friends for 25 years, and both of us have taught so many workshops in the last 25 years and so much on. We are truly experts, and it is our passion to share with you and support you in being able to share what you love and what you have a passion about, whether it's airplane models or horses or spirituality. It doesn't matter. And feeling confident and qualified to share from your passion 
is a beautiful thing because you can feel like you're just hitting the bullseye and really supporting people and igniting their passion as well. It's so much fun. If you have any interest at all, come and join us. Even if you're listening to this later, you've already missed the first class, don't worry. Get the replay. Come and join us. Truly, we're going to have a lot of fun. I've got some great bonuses for you. So check out the details at jenniferhadley.com. In this section, the reward of teaching, Jesus is letting us know that we have placed our faith in the curriculum we've taught ourselves. Using his curriculum in A Course of Miracles, we can undo that. The, the last sentence in this paragraph, too, is, remember how much care. Oh, no, sorry. Second to last, the last two sentences. Would you not have faith in what you have so diligently taught yourself to believe? Like, don't you have faith in it? Of course you do. You've worked so hard at teaching yourself to believe you're unworthy, you're not good enough, you're separate. The belief in lack and limitation, we've taught it to ourselves so diligently. Then he says, yet remember how much care you've exerted in choosing its witnesses and in avoiding those which spoke for the truth, the cause of truth and its effects. So when people tell us the truth, we defend ourselves against the truth. Sickness is a defense against the truth. We, when we're ego-identified, are consistently defending ourselves against the truth. A bit later in this section, it says, This is a course in how to know yourself. You have taught what you are, but have not let what you are teach you. You have been very careful to avoid the obvious and not to see the real cause and effect relationship that is perfectly apparent. Yet within you is everything you taught. So this is one of the key messages of the Course is that our perfection, our wholeness, our Christ nature are still intact still there, still functioning, still active, still alive. The spark has not gone out. Yet within you is everything you taught. What can it be that has not learned it? It must be this part that is really outside yourself, not by your own projection, but in truth. So meaning the ego. And it is this part that you have taken in that is not you. Again, meaning the ego. What you accept into your mind does not really change it. So we let the ego thought system into our awareness, but it does not change our fundamental nature. Illusions are but beliefs in what is not there. And the seeming conflict between truth and illusion 
can only be resolved by separating yourself from the illusion and not from the truth. Your teaching has already done this, for the Holy Spirit is part of you. That's why I call it the higher Holy Spirit itself. Created by God, the Holy Spirit left neither God nor God's creation. The Holy Spirit is both God and you, as you are God and the Holy Spirit together. Trinity. For God's answer to the separation added more to you than you tried to take away. It says, He protected both your creations and you together, keeping one with you what you would exclude. Keeping one with you what you would exclude, meaning your brother, your sister. And they will take the place of what you took in to replace them. They are quite real. As part of the self you do not know. They communicate to you through the Holy Spirit and their power and gratitude to you for their creation they offer gladly to your teaching of yourself, who is their home. You who are host to God are also host to them, for nothing real has ever left the mind of its creator. And what is not real was never there. Nothing real has ever left the mind of its creator. And what is not real was never there. Nothing real, uh, it's another way of saying nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. You are not two selves in conflict, Jesus tells us. What is beyond God? If you who hold God and whom God holds are the universe, all else must be outside where nothing is. You have taught this. And from far off in the universe, yet not beyond yourself, the witnesses to your teaching have gathered to help you learn. Their gratitude has joined with yours and God's to strengthen your faith in what you taught. For what you taught is true. Alone, you stand outside your teaching and apart from it. But with them, you must learn that you but taught what, yes, you must learn that you but taught yourself and learned from the conviction you shared with them. All right, I'd like to get to this next part here. Jesus says, this year you will begin to learn and make learning commensurate with teaching. You have chosen this by your own willingness to teach. Though you seemed to suffer for it, the joy of teaching will yet be yours. So what I sense he's telling us in this is that those who are picking up A Course in Miracles and discovering the truth of it, we are teachers of God, and we are learning how to heal. So if we think of the truly helpful prayer, uh, I am here only to be truly helpful. 
I am here to represent the one who sent me. I do not have to wonder what to say or what to do because the one who sent me will direct me. I'm content to go wherever spirit wishes, knowing spirit goes there with me. And then the last line is, I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. And the way I work with it these days is I say, I am healed and I let spirit teach me to heal. Who can I heal but myself? But when I heal myself, everyone is healed. The sonship is healed. So he's saying here, you have chosen this by your own willingness to teach. Though you seemed to suffer for it, the joy of teaching will yet be yours. For the joy of teaching is in the learner who offers it to the teacher in gratitude and shares it with him. As you learn, your gratitude to yourself, higher self, capital S self, who teaches you what the Holy Spirit is, will grow and help you honor the Holy Spirit. And you will learn the Holy Spirit's power, the higher self's power, and strength and purity, and love the Holy Spirit as it says his father does. God's kingdom has no limit and no end, and there is nothing in God that is not perfect and eternal. All this is you, and nothing outside of this is you. We're finishing up here, and this is the part that I, I treasure. We're coming to it. To your most holy self, all praise is due for what you are and for what God is who created you as you are. Sooner or later, must everyone bridge the gap he imagines exists between his selves, the higher self, the small selfish self, ego-identified self. Each one builds this bridge between the two selves, which carries him across the gap as soon as he is willing to expend some little effort on behalf of bridging it. And that's why A Course in Miracles is so powerful, so valuable to us. So the power is not in the Course. The power is in our willingness to bridge this gap between the higher self and the lower selfish self, ego-identified self. It says, our little efforts, it says his little efforts. So just going back here, each one builds this bridge, which carries him across the gap as soon as he's willing to expend some little effort on behalf of bridging it. His little efforts are powerfully supplemented by the strength of heaven and by the will united will of all who make heaven what it is, being joined within it. And so the one who would cross over is literally transported there. 
So the little efforts that we put in, our little willingness, are powerfully supplemented by the strength of heaven and by the united will of all who make heaven what it is. So that's <laughs> everything that's real. All the beings of love and light. So we, if we're willing to cross over this bridge from identifying with the small selfish self to the higher Holy Spirit self, our willingness is all that's required and we will literally be transported from one side to the other. If we are willing, it will take place. Now, here's the part that I just feel so grateful for. It's the final paragraph in this chapter 16, section 3. It's paragraph 9. And again, we're in the reward of teaching is the name of the section. Your bridge between the higher and lower self. Your bridge is builded stronger than you think, and your foot is planted firmly on it. Have no fear that the attraction of those who stand on the other side and wait for you will not draw you safely across, for you will come where you would be and where yourself awaits you, capital S, self. Have no fear that the attraction of those who stand on the other side and wait for you will not draw you safely across. To me, that is the most important sentence in this section. This is the sentence that when I read it, I felt such a powerful truth that I could relax, that the attraction of those who stand on the other side and wait for me will draw me safely across. So all I need to do is cultivate that willingness to keep relinquishing my attachments to that lower self, that small selfish self. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. Easy peasy. Yes. Ah, oh, so good, so grateful, so thankful. Yes. So grateful. So to me, instead of trying to make anything happen, instead of trying to force something to occur, let us relax into allowing the spirit to do what I call the heavy lifting, to do all of it, to open ourselves to the power and the presence of love, active, awake, alive within us. Let us get out of the mindset that we have to do something. We need do nothing. We be willing. It's all about the being willing. It's not about the doing. Willingness is not a doing. Of course, we know that doing certain things can be a demonstration of our willingness, but sometimes we can do things 
pretending to offer a demonstration of our willingness, but really what's going on is we're not willing, and we are just making a show of it. We've all done that, haven't we? Pretended we were into something, got, you know, we went to the place, we did the thing, but we really didn't want the the healing. We didn't really want the benefit. We took the pill, but we didn't get well because we didn't really want to get well. We took the medicine, we did the thing, we attended the thing, we we I mean I've I've seen that for sure with people who sometimes they say, Well, you know, I I did the homework, I did the things you suggested, it didn't work for me. They didn't want it to work for them. They did not want it to work for them. They wanted to prove they were beyond help. I've seen that. I've seen it a number of times. And I have felt that way. I have felt that way that uh, I just was so committed to living in the small, selfish self, so committed to living in the place of being beyond help, beyond support, beyond benefit. And I don't want to live in that place anymore. So how I got from one side of the bridge to wherever I am on that bridge now is cultivating that willingness, cultivating that willingness, cultivating that willingness. Hmm, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. It is, it is. Mm. I'm grateful to recognize that what he's talking about here in the reward of teaching is that The reward of teaching, being that active teaching, is that we are going to learn, right? So when the teacher is ready, the student appears. Now, we are often hearing that that, uh, uh, statement, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. But the same is true for the teacher. When the teacher is ready, the student appears, I've seen that in my experience where I'm the teacher and that when I was really ready to learn, the student showed up to pull it out of me, to call it out of my awareness, to bring it forth in me. I have. I have seen that. So... Willingness is the thing that helps us in this journey. Now, I skipped over paragraph six, and I'd like to go back to it. It begins with, you are not two selves in conflict. You are not two selves in conflict. What is beyond God? If you who hold God and whom God holds are the universe, all else must be outside where nothing is. If you hold, it says him, and whom he holds are the universe, all else must be outside where nothing is. You have taught this. 
and from far off in the universe, yet not beyond yourself, the witnesses to your teaching have gathered to help you learn. Their gratitude has joined with yours and God's to strengthen your faith in what you taught. For what you taught is true. Alone, you stand outside your teaching and apart from it. But with them, you must learn that you but taught yourself and learned from the conviction you shared with them. So what he's telling us here is basically, remember you are one with all. And you have taught this. You have taught the unity. You have taught the oneness. And those you've taught it to are witness to your teaching. And they are one with you. You have taught this, and from far off in the universe, yet not beyond yourself, the witnesses to your teaching have gathered to help you learn. So, this is the thing that can be so hard to accept sometimes. It's that those who seem to sometimes be opposed to us, or make life difficult for us, they're offering us an opportunity to recognize the oneness and unity of all life. Because if we can see the unity with the people that we're struggling with, that we feel opposed to, that we don't like, that we'd prefer to be separate from, if we can see the unity that we have in truth with them, then we can have a healing. We can discover something that we've forgotten. So the people that come into our life to test us and try us, very often they are the ones who are helping us, always I should say, they are helping us to remember the truth about ourselves. Because if we would condemn them, if we would wish to be separate from them, if we would wish to push them away, to run from them, if that is how it feels, then there is a clue that a healing can happen. So yes, sometimes we get that feeling, oh, I just want to get away from these people. It's so hard. Ugh. Ugh. Let's just be still with it. Is it the people I want to get away from? Is it the behavior? Is it my thoughts about the people? Is it my thoughts about the behavior? And for me, I always find it's just my thoughts about the behavior. It's my thoughts about the people. It's my thoughts, my judgments and complaints that I'd like to get away from. And they're helping me to discover just how judgmental I am just what a complainer I can be. And that's helpful for me to bring that stuff up for healing, to let it go to the healing. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I see in my mind some kind of a factory 
of healing. So letting our thoughts and judgments go to the Holy Spirit for healing. Yes, 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 yes. The reward of teaching is learning. It's healing. Yes, because when we're in that teaching mode, we are, there's only one thing to teach, and that's the truth. And the truth is the oneness, the atonement. The truth is we are not separate. We are not two selves in conflict. So this is the time for us to make learning commensurate with teaching. It's, it's on the same level. And we are grateful and thankful that we can do that by being willing and letting the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us. So we just have to keep relaxing the mind and releasing the ego attachment. So we can do that. We can do that because it makes life gentler and sweeter. And we do not have to figure out how. We just learn to be willing and allow. So grateful for that. So grateful. Yes, 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 yes. All right. Well, I'd like to just make a quick couple of announcements here before I tune off. And that is that we have the Create and Lead workshops that make a difference starting this week. And uh, that's a wonderful program for anybody who would like to learn how to feel confident and qualified to teach online. We're going to help you teach whatever it is you'd like to teach online, figure out your curriculum, your approach. Uh, This is such a a light-me-up topic. I just love it. So I'm so happy to share about that with my dear friend, Karen Russo. And then in September, my Stop Playing Small retreat is in mid-September. Over the course of two weekends, we're doing it online. It's a powerhouse if you're ready to stop playing small. In fact, These are a great combination, how to lead and create workshops and then how to stop playing small. In uh, October, Finding Freedom. And then we're going to open up registration for Masterful Living. And in November is the Spiritual Counseling Training Intensive. So that's open to anyone. You don't have to be in the counseling certification program to take the spiritual counseling training intensive. It's a wonderful healing intensive. I'm doing it online again this year and uh, still hoping to do it in person. Perhaps next year will be the year, but it looks like we're going to be online this year. It could change. We'll see. But that's what I'm thinking right now. Oh, my goodness. All the details at jenniferhadley.com. I'm grateful and thankful for the love of God that shines in our hearts and minds forever. I am grateful that we are being pulled across this bridge from the lower self to the higher self. We are pure spirit innocent and free, and we are willing to remember the truth of our being. In gratitude, we share the benefits with our brothers and sisters, with all beings. Everyone benefits. We're grateful and thankful to let this healing fully be made manifest, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. I love you. 
Vamos lá. 